Today's a really special day for me. It's my first Father's Day. First Father's Day as a dad, yeah. And so I thought, I thought I would share my joy with you today. So I've brought along some family photos. Larry, hit it. What have we got? Ah. I know, right? Should we have one more? Let's have one more. Ah. Now, I knew I'd get that reaction from you, so here's the deal. If at any point during my sermon you're feeling a bit tired or you feel like I've lost my way or you need to pick me up, just shout out, give us a gift, and this is my gift to you, a photo of my son, okay? Just feel free, and it's entirely in keeping with the theme of the sermon, so don't worry about it. It's a good thing to do. Jono, I'm expecting you to do a bit of that. Um, Today, I want to ask a question, and the question is, Um, What's the relationship between the way we receive gifts and the way we give gifts to other people? How do we receive gifts from God and how does that impact the way we give to others? Have you got your hand up? Is that an answer to my question? Just stretching? Brilliant. I like a good stretch. Um, So that's what we're going to be exploring this morning, but let's start with a prayer. Jesus, thank you for um, this wonderful group of people. Thank you that we're here today to celebrate your goodness. Thank you that your presence is here with us. And Lord, I just ask that you would um, bless us as we explore your word. You promise that your word will not return to you empty, that you will achieve that for which you purpose it, and we believe you today. Amen. So God is great at receiving. Since the beginning of time, God has been receiving prayer and worship from the whole of heaven. Do you think about that? God receiving worship, God receiving adoration. Um, It's a really, really lovely thing. And he's not kind of, you know, getting all English about it. Oh, no, it's too much praise. I've had too much. Please, no, let's let's stop that. He's really relaxed about receiving people's worship and adoration. He just does it. He's really cool. He just goes for it. We see the same in the life of Jesus. So we heard in the reading this morning, um, we, we saw Jesus kind of engaging with Mary who came and lavished some worship on him. She poured ointment on his feet. In this very dramatic moment, he was just kind of reclining with some friends. He was having dinner, and up comes Mary, and she just pours this ointment all over his feet and then wipes it with her hair. Like, that's a big deal. That's a fairly strange thing to do. You know, Jesus doesn't shift in his seat. He doesn't get uncomfortable. He says, this is a beautiful thing that you've done. It's a beautiful thing. He receives her worship and her adoration. How about us? How good are we at receiving adoration and worship? Probably not that good. You know, there are, there are issues, aren't there, when people sometimes give us things. It's something we can find difficult, and for good reason. Sometimes it's right to be humble. But how are we at receiving good things from God? When God gives us a good gift, how do we feel about that? Give us a gift. Give us a gift. What have we got? Ah, there we go, there we go. Okay, thanks. We don't have to do that anymore. It's just going to throw me off, isn't it? Um, So let me tell you a story about how I've struggled to receive gifts at times. A friend of mine was given an extraordinarily generous gift, right? It was a house. It's a big gift. Um, And at the time, I was a student, and we were students, and I was like, this is too much. Nobody deserves a house. We're living in London. We're students. We should be poor. We should be living in kind of mouse-infested hovels and with mold growing up the walls. 
you don't deserve this gift. This gift is too big for you. Um, and being me, I made sure my friends knew this. They knew exactly where I stood on this position. Um, and I was, I, was, uh, I was incensed, I was uncomfortable. It just felt inappropriate. The gift was too large, and it wasn't deserved. God used this um, experience in my life to tell me a bit about myself. And he said, Rob, the gifts that I give you make this house pale into insignificance. And he said, you have not deserved a single one of them. He said, you don't deserve my love. You don't deserve Jesus. Not quite there yet. And I, I found that really difficult, actually. When I hear myself saying that out loud, I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve Jesus. I, I feel quite depressed. I'm like, oh, no, I want to deserve it. I want to be deserving of God's love. Um, but God is like, this is a no-brainer. This is not how I think about giving. This is not how I give to you. I don't give because you deserve. I give because I am glorious and it's part of my nature. God's mathematics of giving is very different to ours. Let's hit the next slide. So this is how I think about giving. So this is me um, on the left there. I'm being really deserving. I'm doing lots of good stuff. I'm going to church. I'm praying. And then God gives me the rewards that I deserve. I'm like, brilliant, working hard, some rewards from Jesus. And then the result is my sense of achievement. I feel good about myself. I've been doing good things, and God gives me the rewards that I deserve. This is a false sense of achievement, um, because we can't deserve. We can't earn God's goodness. Let's look at the next equation, which is more like God's. So this starts with God being generous, because that's who he is. That's his nature. It's in his nature to give. And then there's me being undeserving, but that's not a problem because we're told in the Bible that all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You know, we're all in that position. None of us deserve God's love. So that's okay. We can be okay with this. And the result is that God is glorified. Now, in the first equation, God still gets some glory because he's given gifts and he's being true to himself. But in this one, God is glorified all the more because I'm not trying to take some of the glory from him. I'm not saying, actually, God... You know, you've been really generous, but secretly I've earned kind of 20% of that gift. All of the glory goes to God. Now, I have to be honest, I have a bit of a problem with this equation. I do think it's true, but I do find it quite difficult, and here's why. I like to be rewarded for the good things that I've done. You know, I like to earn praise. I don't want someone to praise me because they're good. I want it to be about me, not about them. Um, and I hope I'm not entirely alone in that. Um, looking out at some of you, I think I might be. Um, but I think that actually the way our world is structured and the way our society runs, that might be a problem which is kind of hardwired into humanity. You know, we've got these phrases, um, you get what you deserve. Maybe we all secretly think that we should get what we deserve. You know, you hit your sales targets and you get a bonus. Um, you write an amazing film and you get an Oscar. You spend minutes crafting the perfect Facebook status update, and you get double-digit likes. You know, you put the effort in, and your endeavor is rewarded with a response. God has an entirely different approach. But let's look at our culture again. Um, have you heard this well-known phrase or saying? Next screen. There's no such thing as a free lunch. We've all heard that, right? We heard that. Well, let me tell you with Jesus, there is a free lunch and there's free breakfast. 
free dinner and free snacks in between. There's lots of freedom. God loves to give things free. He's like, this is about me, it's not about you. You don't have to earn your lunch. When we pray, um, give us today our daily bread, God doesn't say, yeah, of course, and in response, you know, three hours of prayer and worship, please. That's not how it works. It's not transactional. We might choose to respond to God because he's wonderful and we love him, um, but that's not a condition on the gift. He just gives because that's what he's like. What's our next well-known phrasal saying? Aha, God helps those who help themselves. Have you heard this one? This is a baddie. This is a lie. Do not accept this one. It's absolutely untrue. It's the furthest from the truth it could possibly be. Um, Let's look at the Bible to confirm that. What does it say? Oh, yes. So in Mark 2, 7, Jesus says the opposite. He says, those who are well have no need of a physician. I've come to save sinners. I've come for the sick. So the opposite is true. God helps those who can't help themselves, which is all of us. So if someone says this to you, just whip your Bible out and just do some bashing. Um, God helps those who can't help themselves. But this is what our culture says. This is the pressure that we're feeling. And what about the next one? Aha. So you can tell this is Jesus because they're different colors. So this is Jesus saying, freely you have received, give freely. It's a really different approach to how our society thinks about giving. In this context, um, what's happened? I think the disciples are just about to go out and do kind of their first big mission. And Jesus is saying to them, look, you know, I've given you everything. We've been hanging out for kind of two years or so. We've been healing the sick. You've been learning from me. You haven't paid a penny. You've had the Holy Spirit. You've had it all freely. Now go and give freely. Give freely. What would it look like if we gave like that? Without conditions, without expecting things in return, without needing thanks, what would it look like? The more we're able to receive freely, the more we're able to receive God's gift, the more we'll be able to give to others in the same manner. As we learn to receive God's gifts freely, we'll be able to give in the same way. At the end of this talk, um, which will be coming very soon, um, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to help us, because this is not something which we naturally do. Every day our society is saying, give with conditions, you know, no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, You've got to earn what you receive. You have to get what you deserve. Um, So we need the Holy Spirit to help us receive God's free gifts and also to give in that way. So we'll be doing that together. But for now, let's do a quick thought experiment. Okay, we're going to explore um, how it might feel for us um, to be in a situation where we're invited to give and to consider our response. So just close your eyes for me for a moment. You are walking along Hoxton High Street. A man calls out to you asking for money. You've seen him before. He's a bit dirty. He probably smells. He's a user. He's an alcoholic. He asks for money, and you have some. What do you think? This is what I think. I think that if I give you some money, you'll probably spend it on drugs and alcohol. Maybe I'm just fueling your destructive lifestyle by giving you cash. 
keep your eyes closed if you want. I'm just going to talk you through some of my responses. I've done all of these things, um, and you might see yourself in some of them. So with this man, sometimes I might go over and offer to buy him some food. I might tell him I don't give money to homeless people. I might ask him where he's sleeping and tell him where the nearest night shelter is. I might give him some money without conditions. I might give him some money and feel guilty because I know that he'll still be there next week asking the same questions. I might ask his name and tell him mine. I might ignore him and walk on by because I know he can't live up to my expectations. I might lie and say I haven't got any cash. I might actually not have any cash and tell him this. I might resent being put in a situation where I feel guilty because my response is imperfect. I might be angry at God because such poverty exists. Now, somewhere in there, you might see um, your own responses. Feel free to open your eyes now. Um, there are lots of other responses. Um, I've done all of these things, and tomorrow, you know, when I see this man on the street, which I will, I'm not sure what I'll do. I've got to be honest. Um, it's really difficult. It feels like a complicated situation. Um, it is complicated, and there are good arguments on all sides. But do you know what Jesus says? He says, give to the one who begs. And do you know what conditions he places on that command? Well, he doesn't place any. He says, give to the one who begs. And then he backs it up by saying, give and don't refuse. So let's go back to our homeless man on the high street. He asked me for some money, and I'm trying to act like Jesus, and I say, here you go, here's some money, no conditions, have a really nice day, and then off I go. Why do I find that difficult? And I do. It's something which I, I struggle with. Why do I find that difficult? Part of the reason is because I want to control what happens after I've given him the money. So I want to give him the money, but then I want him to go and spend it on some wholesome, preferably organic food, or you know, some kind of night shelter that's going to be really good and that's going to kind of progress him through from where he is now to no longer being homeless. And you know, I, that's what I want to happen next. I want to control the experience. And that's giving with conditions. So I'm saying, I'll give, but this is what I want to happen next. Now, Jesus doesn't have a problem with this, because while I've got a whole list of things I might do, he's just got one thing. He's like, give. Give to the one who begs from you. Why doesn't he have a problem with this? I think the reason Jesus doesn't have a problem is because he trusts his Father to deal with everything after he gives. Jesus says, yeah, I'll give to you, and then God will look after the rest. That's his job, actually. I'll trust God to handle everything that comes after. I don't need to control it. So when Jesus gives, it's as much an act of faith as it is an act of generosity. He gives in faith, trusting that God will look after everything as well as being generous. And this is my hunch. When we give as an act of faith, not just as an act of generosity, amazing things can happen because we give with God and it unlocks a whole kind of world of spiritual wonderment.
Giving in an earthly way um, is absolutely fine, and it's what we do, and it's often the right thing to do. So in the homeless context, it might be, you know, he asks for some money, and I say, do you know what, I'd really like to buy you some food, is that okay? That's, sometimes that's the right thing to do, and it's exactly what we should do. Um, and we need to remember that when we give, however we choose to give, if we add to it a faith, if we say, yes, I'm going to give, but I'm going to trust that this is something which God is going to multiply, then wonderful things can happen from that. So should we agree to add faith to our generosity? Should we do that? It's going to be wonderful. We're going to see incredible things happen. One of the things I love about this church is how generous you are. It's, it's really, really nice. My wife and I have been here for kind of four years now, and we've just brought our baby into St. John's, and it's lovely. He's going to grow up in a community which is filled with generosity. Um, I've um, asked you to go on a difficult thought experiment thinking about some of the things we find difficult about giving. Um, this final one will be a lot more fun, and you'll see yourselves in this as well. I want to do a whistle-stop tour through the New Testament and through some of the ways in which we're encouraged to give, and you will definitely see yourself in this list because I see you in it. Um, so this is one of my faves. Uh, Jesus is on the road somewhere, going for a walk, and blind Bartimaeus calls out to him. Bartimaeus has been blind for a long time. Um, you know, Jesus is well known for healing blind people. So we've got a blind person and someone who's good at healing the blind. Um, Bartimaeus says, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus is like, yeah, what do you want? What can I do for you? And like, Jesus, is obvious. He's blind. You heal blind people. Just heal him. But Jesus engages with this man. He doesn't assume he knows what he wants. And he goes to it. You know, if blind Bartimaeus had said, I'd really like a bed for the night, I think Jesus would have done that. He would have given him what he wanted. So when we give, let's not assume that we know, but let's engage with people and find out how we can meet their needs. Next one. I see this in St. John's. Um, give hilariously. Give more than you can afford. We heard actually in the reading, God loves a cheerful giver. Um, if Graham was here, I'm sure he'd say, oh, in the original Greek, um, the, the word is hilarious. It's, it's a really big thing. Cheerful is, is quite an English way of saying it. God loves it when we give in a hilarious way. Let's find ways of giving that make us laugh. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm giving like this. Let's do that. My number one favorite is give in secret. That's something we're counseled to do in the New Testament, and that's really fun. You know, if you haven't given in secret, um, find a way to do it before you come back to church next week. Give someone a gift secretly. They don't know. The good thing about that is that it means that you can't, um, you can't place conditions on that. You can't expect a response because they don't know who it was. It's a really, really good um, test. We're encouraged to give to people who we know don't deserve it. You know, God is described as one who, uh, for whom, you know, he causes the rain to fall on the good and the bad and the sun to rise on the good and the bad. He gives indiscriminately because that's who he is. We're supposed to give off after the pattern of our father um, because giving is the right thing to do. Let's give indiscriminately as we're counseled to in the New Testament. Let's give not expecting anything in return. Let's give away our treasures. We're told not to store up treasures on earth. Let's give them away. How do you give away your home or your car or your iPhone 6SE 329? I don't know. There's a new one out. Um, how do you give away those precious few minutes you have in the morning before your kids get out of bed? You know, you've got that time to yourself. How do you do that? Let's learn to give away our treasures. I see this kind of giving at St. John's, and it's, it's really lovely to be surrounded by it. It creates a lovely atmosphere. Um, let's do more because we can. And as we give, 
Let's add to our acts of generosity, acts of faith. Let's make our gifts, gifts of faith. So in a minute, we are going to invite the Holy Spirit to help us receive and to help us give. Um, But as a final picture, um, just going back to the Bible reading that we had, let's remember um, Jesus receiving the worship from Mary, who came and just lavished her love on him. This is the same Jesus who then gave himself fully to us. He gave, us to, he gave himself to us on the cross, and he gives himself to us every day. You know, he is our model. We want to be able to receive from God absolutely freely. We want to receive freely, and we want to give freely. Amen. Shall we stand together? So as we invite the Holy Spirit to come and minister us, we might want to hold our hands out like we're receiving a gift and just close our eyes. And I'm just going to pray for us and just leave a bit of space so we can pray ourselves as well. And then we've got some prayers after that. So Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We welcome you. Come and meet with us now. Lord, we confess our struggles to receive and our struggles to give. And Holy Spirit, we just ask for more of you, more of your goodness. We ask for more healing, for more freedom. Father, you've called us to be a generous people, to be generous to the people of Hoxton, to our families, to our friends, to our communities. Help us, Holy Spirit, live out your generosity. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And just as you're standing there, if you really identified when I was talking about needing to control the experience of people that we give to on any level, why don't we just say in our hearts, Father, I just give up control. I relinquish control. Let's say in our hearts, Father, I trust you to take my gifts and multiply them as you wish. And just whilst we're in this attitude of prayer, Brasede is going to come and lead us in our intercessions.